0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Nellis, and this is episode 97. We're going to have a Ganja Goddess Gab Fest when we talk about the Ganja Goddess getaway with Miss Bliss. Now, normally, I open things up with a segment I call stoner moments where I talk about previous week's episodes and things that I'd like to recap or, you know, clarify in some way. Uh, last week, I talked about breathing and how my chronic cannabis use uh, may be affecting my breathing in some way for the good and for the bad. Uh, I think mostly I kind of focused on the bad and I took a dab at the end um, that I wasn't like really satisfied with. It was not calm. It was not really what I was going for and I thought of a better way to do it. So I'm going to kind of move my stoner moments to the safety, and just have a a super stony sesh, all right? So uh, we can get straight into our interview. It was worth the wait. Miss Bliss of Bliss Edibles was such a delight to talk to. Now, the Skype uh, had some issues, so I do apologize for that, but I still think that overall the, the audio isn't bad, and there's a lot of great things to get out of there, But every now and then you're going to hear it drop out. So Bliss Edibles has been around for a while, but they are mostly in the Northern California area. They are the 2010 High Times Medical Cannabis Cup winners uh, for second place in the edible category. And Miss Bliss used to be, I think it's a used to be a baker teacher or an edibles instructor at Oaksterdam University. And on top of all of that incredibleness, she has also started the Ganja Goddess Getaway, which I talked about in previous episodes. And I was like, I don't know, it seems kind of like overly girly, like, I don't know, kind of overkill for me, but she completely sold me on it. I cannot wait to, to, uh, play this for you, I mean obviously I can because I keep rambling on and on. I'm doing a late night recording on the buttons for this and I've already started smoking my Indica. I was smoking some Mendo Perps crumble back there earlier. So my my thinking is a little derpy derp in the safety. I'm gonna hit that super glue sh- uh, sugar that I had again. And uh, none of that was what I was talking about just like 20 seconds ago. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to have links to all of these things that we talk about to the ganja goddess getaway, which is just Getaway.com, to bliss edibles, which is blissedibles.com. And to a couple of the other things that we talk about during the interview, um, some specific dispensaries or what have you. And uh, you can find all of those on the blog posting at the spliffpodcast.com That's the website under episode 97. There's a little search bar if it's not the first one right when you go to it. If maybe you're listening to this in the future, future, future somewhere. Enjoy. All right, you guys. Without further ado, the coup d'etat, Miss Bliss. So, yeah, I guess uh, let's get right into it. I told you in my email that um, I have this podcast, and I'm a a big old stoner girl, and I was kind of (laughs) bitching that all these events I was going to were really stoner boy focused, and I was feeling kind of left out. And then your ganja goddess getaway went viral. And a lot of people tagged me in it. Um, So why don't you tell us all about this ganja goddess getaway?
1: Thank you, I'd love to. Um, Okay, so I was like you, I was hating that I was the only girl in the room at all the stoner events. And, you know, not completely the only, but just one of so few. And um, I started my um, cannabis company in 2009 with my husband, Bliss Edibles and Extracts. And so I've been a member of the industry since then and really just feeling like it was a boys club. Like there just were no girls except for the ones that were like hired to promote products at the events, you know, Um, and they were not there to like build community. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They they weren't there for us necessarily either. yeah. Yeah.
1: No, not at all. They were not there to build community. So, um, so I started the ganja goddess getaway because I wanted a place where I could hang out with other women who smoke weed. And honestly, like that's the most like deepest, um, desire that sparked the flame that became Gondra goddess getaway, um, was just my desire to connect with women who smoke weed, you know, like I had just had a baby. And so I was feeling kind of isolated. I wasn't at bliss every day. And that was like a phenomenal sense of community. I was working with a lot of awesome women. And so, um, it was good. But then after I had my baby, I had to, I was sick when I was pregnant. So I was away from the bakery for quite a while um, like more than a year. And so when I was looking to come back, I wasn't exactly sure where to come back, because everything was running without me. And, um, and it was going, you know, fairly well. And so like, I, I was wanting to connect with women. And so I went ahead and followed through on a long time dream I'd had to have a cannabis event. And through myself, the party I wanted.
0: <laughs> No, I love that. That's awesome. That I mean, there's so much in that story right there that I wanted to, uh, to touch on. So you did have like this, um, like a good circle of stoner girlfriends in your life before this, right?
1: Yeah, I did. I really did. And it made a big difference. It it was a small circle. So a real small circle. Um, But the connections were profound when cannabis was involved right i was noticing that like i was connecting deeper um more easily um just there was no small talk when you have stoner girlfriends you know no, like you true. skip the small talk you skip the small talk and you go straight to like real life and how you're actually feeling the masks come off the walls come down it's just such a great tool for building intimacy
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. And and I know that a lot of new moms feel very isolated. And then being a woman entrepreneur, of course, and, and just dealing with reentry into the workplace. I mean, I think you probably hit a nerve with a lot of women out there who have had to experience that. So are you just like the entrepreneurial type? Is that uh, always been part of your personality?
1: Um, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Um, I, I really am pretty fiercely independent and I like to, to be my own boss. And so it's always appealed to me. And so my husband and I, when we, um, when we even started having the seedlings of a dream of a cannabis business, um, we thought, you know, we we were coming out of the recession, honestly, like the two thousand seven, two thousand eight. We got laid off. Um, I got laid off like six times in succession from Holy businesses were, mm-hmm, that were just like downsizing or folding, and just like couldn't get their footing in the recession. And um, we were like, you know, there's no stability out there. Like we might as well just do it ourselves. I mean, like the reason people don't want to be entrepreneurs is because it's going to suck and it's going to be unstable and you don't know where your next dollar is going to come from. But when the whole world was (laughs) hitting a recession, you know, at that time, um, that wasn't stable either. And that was a gift to us that, that we had went through that hardship. I mean, like you, you couldn't have convinced me at the time that being on unemployment was a gift, but it was because it re introduced me to the idea of of um of, of having no reason not to just go for it.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I always think every unemployment check is a gift personally. If <laughs> but I'm kind of the person who <laughs> waits to get fired. So, and and I'm moving into yeah. a more entrepreneurial direction myself because I have realized like screw working for people, that's not working out for me. But 6 times in a row that's gotta. That's gotta mess with, you know, your uh, your self esteem. I would think. So how did? Well, how
1: did... It, was never, it was never my fault. You know, like in the sense that, like, I never got fired alone or laid off alone. It was always like entire departments or the whole company went under, or they lost uh, an account that I was working on. It was always like just the economy kicking my ass. You know what I mean? So I just. Um, so I didn't take it personally, um, which in retrospect, I guess I could have and should have maybe a little No, 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 no just,
0: definitely you should not have sure. no. No, I'm seeing where the I, yeah. bliss <laughs> comes from. So that's wonderful. It's a good <laughs> attitude to have somebody like me probably I, would have folded.
1: <laughs> I didn't I just was like, the economy sucks right now. This is kicking my ass like, well, if it's not stable out there, then then I have no excuse not to just be doing my own thing. You know, like it can't be worse than this. (laughs) It can't be worse than just watching businesses crumble. Stop
0: depending on other people to, to fall. Like if I'm going to fail, at least I'm going to fail doing what I want to do. Exactly.
1: The whole. Yeah, totally. Yep. The Whitney Houston thing. If I, if I fail, at least I fail doing what I believe, you know, exactly.
0: I love it. Oh, Whitney Houston, girl, you're singing my language. Now. Um, I want to talk more (laughs) about your edibles. But I do want to talk more about the ganja goddess getaway first. Um, I saw on the website, there are currently three, no two events, there's an overnight event, and then a, a camp event. And then you guys are planning couples getaways coming soon.
1: Yeah, totally. We have three events between now and the end of this year, actually between now and October. We're not doing any events through the holiday season, except for a couple of a a day event we're doing. um, So we're doing, we do two ganja goddess getaways in the spring and the fall, one in Northern California and one in Southern California in the spring and the fall. And so we have both of those NorCal and SoCal fall getaways coming up. And then in addition, we have this new concept ganja goddess girls camp with like, horseback riding and volleyball and river and, um, you know, uh, disc golf and yoga and crafts and all kinds of, you know, girls camp kind of stuff, um, s'mores, campfires and a tent village. So we're really excited about it. It's a new concept for us. And it's something we're passionate about. It's something that we wanted. It makes our little girl dreams come true. Honestly, that's what we're trying to do here is make our own little girl dreams come true and yes. smoke weed while we do it because that's that's helps included. us have a good time.
0: Yeah, that's part of my little yeah, girl totally. dream right there. Maybe not super little girl, but that's part of my dream.
1: Amen. Amen. <laughs> and so um, we're doing that this year. And then we're starting kicking off next year's event year season with a couple's retreat in February, and we're celebrating the goddess still, but with, but as a couple celebrating the goddess. So it'll be a lot focused on women and, and how amazing and awesome they are, but really how that amazing, awesome love can combine with their partner to make something magical.
0: I'm going to say it again. Amen. hmm. I love that. Did you guys get a lot of feedback from guys who are like, yo, why can't I go to this? (laughs) It sounds really fun. You know?
1: Yeah, they did. And we were surprised about that, but they did. They were like, this is sexist. Like we're not involved. We want to be invited. (laughs) But, um, but we laughed. Yeah. Just like you're doing. That's what we did too. We laughed um, because that's silly. Cause there are lots of things that are men only. And like, I, I just, it's, it's just okay for men and women to do things separately. Like that's okay. If we want to have a women's retreat, that's totally okay. Yes. So we're cool with that. However, our women were saying to us, what can we do? Like you need to throw something where I can bring my man. How do I bring my man with me? I want, we love to smoke weed together. I want to bring my partner. And so we were like, okay, well then, well then we want to honor you and we'll do a couples retreat for the women to include the men in the goddess celebration, you know? So it's kind of a different bend than just the men want to be involved. It's the women who want the men involved. And that's how we're doing it. And to promote our couples retreat, we've decided to do a ganja goddess gala or gala, however you say that word. Um, basically a weed prom serious or sarcastic, you know, like dress up for real or go to the thrift store and dress up for hilarious or go to the thrift store and get a dress and put weed leaves all over it and be a weed, you know, goddess, Whatever you want to do, we're throwing a big party with DJ and pictures and bring your man um, and include him and we'll do our traditional ganja goddess thing, which is we put out free weed, free dabs, free edibles, free vapes all the time. The whole time we're there, that's always available, open consumption, have a good time, serve food with it. And just try to have like a great party, you know?
0: Oh my God. Where and when? Please say it's by me. Okay. So we're
1: doing it in Oakland in December. December third, the first or December second.
0: It's nowhere in near December, me. Doing- uh, yeah. And then you're gonna Where do are another you? one. Where and are you? I'm in SoCal. So like, okay, um, well, like North LA new, area. Like,
1: let's go. We'll do it. Okay. We'll do a ganja goddess. I give you my word. We will do a ganja goddess um, gala in NorCal and SoCal. We'll do two and we'll do them both in early December. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Because we're trying to build community, man. We want there to be a place for women to go and connect with other women where they can smoke weed. Like that's as, as normal as hanging out and drinking wine because it should be. And it's a great alternative. And that's what we want to do. So that's what we're doing.
0: I love this mission. I stand behind (laughs) this mission. Um, (laughs) I don't always have the money for the overnight or like a camping or the glamping events. So I, I am more interested in these kind of like the the gala or gala i'm done with either one quite frankly um events uh especially you know with a fun kind of female lean to them but um still just more single type events myself for the budget style uh, i like
1: that i like that
0: yeah do you see yourself getting kind of more into those or do you feel really comfortable in these overnight events cuz you know i, I can save
1: what, yeah i get that um i love what the overnight events create culture wise i love having time to really connect with the group of women for everyone to feel comfortable with each other to share some experiences cuz we're trying to use cannabis really at the event as a creative and spiritual tool you know we get we get offered cannabis as medicine or recreation and i'm saying Look, it is both those things, but it is also a creative and spiritual tool for your own self-improvement. And if you are missing that element of it, you're really missing on one of the gifts that cannabis has to offer you because it can enhance... Your sense of self, like allow you to cultivate presence in every moment so that you can be more connected with your sense of higher self, divinity, whatever you call your connection to nature, the universe, your God, whatever that is cannabis is a tool to facilitate that. And it was used that way anciently. And we don't even talk about that as a choice anymore. And so that's kind of a culture that gets created at the getaway that I really like, um, at these little, um, evening events. I don't know how, like how much of that we can get into, but I don't care because community is what the name of the game is and it's what everybody wants and needs. So, um, so I'm happy to build in both ways, honestly.
0: Nice. And I did see that you have volunteer opportunities for the overnight. Totally.
1: Totally. Totally. Send me, um, we, we can t- tot- you can send me a resume. That's what everyone I tell everyone is send me your resume and we'll, and I'll get it to the event coordinator and she'll check with our staffing needs and see if there's any way you fit so that we can use your help, you know, at the next getaway.
0: Oh my God. Well, I'm going to be doing that for sure. Um, Also, I mean, I I thought of so many questions here, Um, but I want to focus on, do you have any, as a mom, do you have any mommy events to celebrate that part of the goddess?
1: Totally. We're doing a ganja mama's glamp out. Um, We really stick with the glamping overnighters because that's just the easiest way to allow us to smoke weed. You know, we haven't had a hotel say to us, sure, rent out the hotel and smoke weed. So, um, can you wait for the Madonna
0: in to do that though? I cannot wait for that to happen.
1: I cannot wait for that to happen because that (laughs) will change everything, you know, and apparently Vegas is heading that direction, but I just like to see this in California, like just for there to be a way for us to, Oh my God, it's that's a dream. But okay. The point is cannabis moms. Yes. We're doing a ganja mama's glamp out the weekend after Mother's Day, or maybe it's the weekend before, I don't remember, but it's on our website, um, in May of next year. And we're going to focus on um, what it is to be a cannabis mom. And so we can talk about all the taboo things that maybe we don't want to put in writing on the internet about breastfeeding and smoking around our kids or not around our kids. What are the pros? What are the cons? What are we actually doing in our own homes? Let's take down the walls and talk about these things so that we can raise our the next generation without the stigma.
0: Yes, no, I love that. I completely agree. And I do see you kind of building these these communities, these communes that are are what, you know, the hippies always said cannabis would do for the future, which is bringing people together. And you're kind of beginning to get that cycle started. Um, and I love that. Uh, but it is also a marketable event. So what kind of vendors do you have in the mix? Like, what are we talking swag bag style? What do I walk away with out of these overnights?
1: Yeah. So I want to keep it not vendory. So like I, do, it's not like a cannabis event where there are vendor booths and you go from place to place and stuff. It's not like that at all. Um, we do work with vendors, but what we do is they give us stuff to give to all the goddesses for free. So we load up the goddesses with a swag bag that we are aiming to have a retail value about equivalent with their ticket price. That's what I'm trying to do is give you your ticket price in cannabis products, you know, and connect you with some badass women's brands, um, women's cannabis brands, because the women own it or targeted at women. But we do really try to work with women owned more than anything, because we're a community, um, and, and let you try some new, you know, cannabis delights that you've never had before. Um, everything from pre-rolls to extracts to bath bombs and beauty products, you know, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to showcase it all.
0: No, I I'm a big fan of that using it all every day in every way. And, I need to hook you up with my friend Sue because her product, Soothing Sues, is one of my favorites, and she's all of those things that you described. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's a big thing around here. She's uh my listeners know Soothing Sue very much, and it's a raw cannabis option, so it's really I safe for. That. Yeah, a wide variety of users, and I am assuming you have a wide variety of users that come to these things, or do you kind of mostly get stoner girls? You know what? It is a wide, a
1: wide variety. Um, we have like a lot of stoner girls for sure, um, but we have like people who are new to cannabis who wouldn't necessarily associate themselves as stoner girls yet because they've only tried it a few times, or they've only used it medicinally or under certain in certain contexts. Um, In fact, we've had women who don't use cannabis at all come to the events, too. And we support that as well, because above all, we're trying to connect as women, you know, like that's what it's about. So like. Our classes, our workshops, we do yoga, we do belly dancing, movement to help you connect in that way. We're doing a puff puff paint workshop at this event, as well as a body positivity. We've done women's sexuality in cannabis. We've done terpenes. We've done all kinds of, you know, like related goddessy issues um, so that women can celebrate cannabis in, in lots of different ways, as well as celebrating Just what it is to be a woman. Um, Our core values at the Ganja Goddess Getaway are inclusivity and radical self love. So, our message is clear. Like, we are here to help you use cannabis to love yourself and love each other. Like, that's it, it's about love. So.
0: That's exactly it. It is about love, whether you want it to be or not, you can fight it, but it's going to bring it up for people. (laughs) So you just got to run with it. Um, So why don't you tell me more about your bliss edibles? Are they involved with the ganja goddess getaways? Um, And you know how you really got you spoke a little bit about how it started, but what you guys offer and and how those you lead and help people in this this journey.
1: So, um, I started my whole, you know, professional cannabis life with making edibles, learning to make edibles. And in 2009, when I was learning to make edibles, um, the internet was a different place and it was really hard to get credible information about how to make edibles. And the consensus seemed to be the edibles were not delicious. And that's just the way it was. I... I call bull crap, (laughs) I call BS, (laughs) because cannabis feels amazing. And I think that you can make it taste amazing, too. And so that became kind of what I did with bliss edibles was um, trying to make edibles was my own, you know, way of following my bliss, you know, that's why we called it that is because we were following our bliss. And because um, anandamide, which is your body's own endogenous THC, Um, Which when you smoke weed, that's like a phytocannabinoid supplementing your own endogenous endocannabinoid system. Um, And the endogenous cannabinoid anandamide is based on the Sanskrit word ananda, which means bliss in English. And so they were, they named it that on purpose because they were finding that it like created these feelings of euphoria and bliss and wellness in you created the sense of well Um, so, so when we started our edibles company, it just made sense to call it bliss and to really just try to put out something that was delicious and made people feel good. Um, it was really exciting, um, when we started our business to have people tell us like, you know, um, this may be part of my last meal. And I love that it's so yummy and so good. And it makes me feel so good. So thank you for making this edible, you know, like, it got really serious, really fast for us when people were giving us feedback like that, you know, like, I have the big two AIDS and cancer, and I'm using your edibles, you know, like, it, I was a patient for depression, you know, and And so to me, cannabis was about mental wellness and mental health and emotional stability. And then here were all these other people who were having such physical, um, pains. They were having physical diseases that were, that were taking their life and they were using my edibles to, to ease that suffering. And, um, when I found out that cannabis can ease suffering in such a profound way, for humans, it changed me fundamentally as a person. And so now we make extracts too, because that's where the curative powers lie in cannabis is concentrated extracts. Um, And so we love giving away medicine to patients who need it. And we've seen miracles because this plant is just so powerful.
0: I just want to crawl into your head and heart and live there forever. Like everything you're saying is so on my level. I love that so much. It is really blindsiding when you've discovered just how magnanimous the curative powers of cannabis are. Uh, I've been there myself uh, as working in a dispensary and I also medicate for depression. So I, I completely understand it's why I started the podcast was to to spread it was so much of what I had learned about yeah. what I hadn't been told. Yeah. Um, so I, I 100% am on board with that. And I love to dab, so I'm all about them extracts. Do you guys do CO2 or BHOs or – Um,
1: so we do light hydrocarbon extraction, so mostly BHO, um, but we, we use a combination of light hydrocarbons. Um, my husband runs, um, like pharmaceutical grade equipment in our lab and we get everything tested. We believe in clean medicine, you know? Um, so, and we love the light hydrocarbon extraction because it allows us to selectively pull the trichomes and all of the, um, cannabinoids without any of the chlorophyll or the plant matter. And it preserves them so well. So that's our that's our favorite method of extraction. And we feel like um, as long as you get things tested and you purge properly, that it's as safe and effective as any other method. So we love that. That's our
0: yeah sometimes more effective truth be told which is why it's preferred yeah yeah totally even the subcritical co2 just isn't quite at the level that like you said the hydrocarbon extractions are so like, it's true
1: it's-, it's true because all pharmaceuticals they're using light hydrocarbons too you know like it's being done everywhere and so it's um it it's silly that we as a plant medicine practitioners would shy away from this methodology when it has the potential to be a full plant extract selectively taking exactly the curative properties from the plant with anything without anything else and as a connoisseur i really appreciate that because it tastes legitimately like the flower only perfumier, more delicious. Yes, <laughs> You know, so I, you know, for me, it's a win, win, win. And I know it's, you know, like it's split out there in the world, people have different opinions about it. And I respect that. But I love lab testing. So I, I vote with science, you know, as long as it's clean, according to the lab. I want everything to do with light hydrocarbon extractions <laughs>
0: right there with you, right there with you. I'll keep my CO2. I make edibles out of them. They're wonderful yeah. for that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, do you guys have strain specific edibles or even indica sativa or is it just kind of? Um... At this
1: point, no, we would like to offer that in the future. In fact, I'm working on a line of cannabis condiments so that you can incorporate it into more your just daily routine edibles instead of it being just a treat. We make fairly decadent edibles. So um, we're really excited to be exploring a more savory and daily food kind of option with it. And with that, we hope to move to indica and sativa for sure. Um, but strain specific would be most ideal. We're just going to have to see how the permitting goes to see if that's like something I can execute in real life, you know, based on how they yeah. sure all of the new things that are going through. Um, right now we're just doing a mix in our edibles. Um, and and i mean lots of companies do just a mix i'm so torn though have you heard all the things you know lately the cannabis community has been talking about how indica and sativa is really a misnomer you know like it really isn't it's it's over. yeah
0: well i mean it's so hybridized out there that one it's misleading for the consumer yeah who can have a complete adverse reaction to the person next to them because of tolerance and the endocannabinoid system. But I still think that indica and sativa is a good categorization to really narrow down feelings and desired effects. Um, But it really comes down to, like you said, being strain-specific because you can look up the effects of the strain and then tailor it from there as opposed to Oh, well, I hope this one isn't going to knock me out indica as opposed to just relax me a little indica.
1: Right, totally. It's you know, it's it, dosage. It's a it's all a new thing. We're all finding the dose and it's not predictable from person to person, just like you said. So it really is about finding the product that's right for you, you know? Yeah. And when, go ahead. And 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 when the when the path to finding the right product is um, experimentation, I think that sounds like great research.
0: <laughs> I'm right there with you. Guinea pig numero uno, please. please. Uh, speaking of which, the condiments that you are talking about releasing, are you talking like mustard and ketchup or like olive oils or?
1: All of the above. Um, we're trying to do a gourmet cannabis condiment. That's kind of the place we're aiming to be. But we want to do we're doing some olive oil and balsamics we're pairing up with a um heritage olive oil uh grove nope is that what they call them olive oil grove olive grove yeah right it's a grove yeah i'm pretty sure yeah it's a grove totally right okay so we're pairing up with a heritage olive grove to do some um olive oil blends, some, um, we're going to do, them. I don't want to call them salad dressings, but they are likened to a salad dressing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) just because if I call them salad dressings, think people just want to put them on their salads and I want people to put them on their sandwich and on their pasta and just on everything they're eating, you know? And so we're doing these, um, these blends as well as some mustards, like you mentioned. We want to do some chutneys. And we're also working on um, a coffee butter. It's like a new foodie thing is spread your coffee on your toast in the morning. Um, and we want to do one with cannabis because we think coffee and cannabis is delicious
0: together. Well, and then the butter is just a fantastic vehicle, too. A lot easier than a balsamic, I would think. Do you, Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, it's to, so to engineer? Bad.
1: No. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. When you're working with concentrates, they melt so well. They emulsify with sugar well. So with the balsamic, it's not too bad. But um, but we're blending oils and vinegars together, so it's really not an issue.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, I've been doing some experiments myself lately with olive oil and uh, acidic forms, uh, as well as CBD. Um, on the yep. intestine. And it's so effective at reducing bloating. I know it's going to be delicious. And you're going to get even more feedback about how your products are helping people lead normal lives, if not save their lives. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to, to hear more about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's it's this has been a really fun project. We haven't paired with a, a regular food manufacturer like a non cannabis food manufacturer before. And so we're having a lot of fun just like being part of the gourmet food world, you know, and entering into that and, and being outside of cannabis a little bit and bringing them in. And it's, it's fun. It's a chance for all of us to grow.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're learning a a fuck ton right now, quite frankly. (laughs) Um, You know, the the food industry, the perfume industry, um, the industrial solvent industry, there, it cannabis is going to be tentacling out to all of them. So, well, well done to you for getting out there early. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so before we go, would you like to share uh, how people can can find more about bliss edibles and the ganja goddess getaway or any other fantastic pearls of wisdom you want to drop on people?
1: <laughs> uh, no pressure. Um, okay. So you can find out about ganja goddess getaway at www.ganjagoddessgetaway.com. Um, we're also on social media as Gonja goddess getaway and the same with bliss edibles and extracts. Um, you can find us as bliss.edibles.extracts on social media, Facebook and Instagram and blissedibles.com is our website. Um, the most thing that I would love to share with your listeners is to um join us for sister sesh sunday that's that's what i wish most for them um we have this concept at the goncha goddess getaway that every sunday at 420 we sesh with our girls with our sisters or our brothers whatever our, our boys the the people around us that make us feel love and we take a moment and we sesh and connect um and if we're on our own we sesh by ourselves you can take a picture and connect on social media if that'll make you feel more connected um, or just search with yourself at 420 on Sunday and hold an intention of just self-love and improvement. Give yourself like the belief and the strength that you need for the week. Take a moment to believe in your ability to do the things that are going to make you happy and your ability to do the things that will help you succeed and feel good and just take a moment to enjoy being you. You know, that's what I want everyone to do is to join us in Sister Sesh Sunday, Sundays at 420, taking a conscious, mindful moment with your cannabis to celebrate you because we love you. I love you. I believe in you. And I want you to love and believe in yourself too.
0: Well, girl, can I just say you took that press and you came out a diamond. All right. You handled it just (laughs) fine. (laughs) Uh, And one last question. Um, Where can people find bliss edibles?
1: Um, So, they are in dispensaries throughout the Bay Area, um, throughout Northern California, but most specifically centralized in the Bay Area. The best place to find us is at the Apothecarium in San Francisco. Shout out to the Apothecarium. And at the Bloom Room, also in San Francisco. So,
0: I want to give a shout out to the Apothecarium, too, because I try to help somebody from out of state to get... Some medicine while they were here. And it's really easy to get a doctor's recommendation, but there are basically two dispensaries in like all of California that accept out of state IDs. And the apothecarium is one of them. I've never been there myself, but I respect their willingness to go against the status quo and say, we believe in this. So, yeah, shout out to the shout apothecarium. To and yeah, then I totally. assume the e- extracts also um, in the yeah, Bay Area. Sorry, say like- Yep, same deal. Okay, well, I look forward to getting to try them down here in SoCal sometime, and I can't wait to go to one of your events. Thank you so much, Miss Bliss.
1: Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: awesome. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview as much as I did, because I was just 100% delighted with it. I can't wait to keep you posted on how that resume stitch pans out for me. Uh, Fingers crossed. I did get it out, so yay on that. Uh, and yeah, I hope to also give you guys a wonderful review of any of the Ganja Goddess Getaway events. If I don't get to to volunteer for or maybe buy a ticket for the summer one in SoCal, I cannot wait for the uh, the Pot Gala early December. You know, that's right around my birthday. So yeah, that sounds like super fun. And I also really can't wait to actually meet Miss Bliss in person one day and totally smoke a joint, smoke a dab, create some community with her in person. But in the meantime, I'm here by myself. Let's smoke a dab, So I was thinking about well, actually, when I was editing last week's episode, um I was like, "Jesus, I just like rushed through that whole dab that wasn't mindful really in any way. And I did try and take a step back, but the nerves really got to me. And I was kind of thinking, I was like, well, when you really have to create that, that percolation, that the carb, and here's the other thing, the carb, that perk. there's a difference between percolation and carb when I'm talking about dab break, And sometimes I use them interchangeably, and that's not always the correct thing. But the the simple act of sucking air through water into a piece it it in and of itself alters the way that i do my breathing so i was trying to think of the way to introduce the to, to introduce cannabis into my breathing in the most natural way possible and i was like well In yoga, you do all your breathing through your nose or you do a lot of your inhales through your nose. So nose dabs. I'm going to try this with a nose dab. So first things first, I'm going to heat up my honey stick. And while I'm doing that, uh, I'm not going to do it on the podcast. I'm going to uh, pause it and get back to you. But while I'm doing that, I'm going to... Try and slow down my breathing, deepen my breathing a little bit, but not too unnaturally. Um, I don't want to force it too, too big and deep. Um, but I'm just going to try and create some sort of awareness and, and peaceful mindfulness while I'm heating up that glass. And I have the Super Glue Sugar by Creme de Cana Extracts that I smoked last week. I still have a little bit of that left. And for the nose dab, I've put it in this leftover glass container that I have from Raw Garden. It's perfect. It's a nice, wide, uh, thinner, but still thick glass container that makes it really easy for taking nose dabs. And I was like, this is this is perfect. I'm so happy that I kept these because uh, I have a bunch of little containers. And I also use it to uh, the empty containers. I've been using some of them to capture the reclaim that um, I get out of my, my dab rig. Now, I have a couple capsules with some reclaim scrapings that uh, I've, I've been saving for a while. And yesterday, I kind of needed a little something something. So um I took one of the capsules and and when it comes to the reclaim, before I get too deep into that, um I, I do two things. When I scrape it out of the 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 quartz bucket, uh out of the little joint piece where it isn't too wet. Then I put it into capsules. But if I have to actually get it out of the water, it's too wet to put in the capsules. They'll just disintegrate. So that is when I put it in the raw garden glass container to kind of dry out, and I use that topically instead of eating it or redubbing with it. Um, but yesterday, I was I had this capsule of some of the drier stuff and i decided to mix it with some olive oil which i don't normally do i go straight for the coconut oil or i've been using the mct oil recently but i i decided to try the olive oil to both see what kind of difference there was effect wise and um and you know just a see if it did anything with the intestines or made me feel better or worse or whatever. And the first thing I noticed was that when I added, so I had the capsule and all of the, the reclaim had settled into the little cap part. So then I filled the, the bigger part with olive oil and I kind of overfilled it a little bit. Um, But when I put the capsule cap back on it, the Reclaim and the olive oil emulsified together almost immediately. Like I was blown away by just how fast that really happened. So that was one big thing. Now, um, even though I was affected by the big mix of terpenes, that's one of the, the hardest things about using concentrate Reclaim as an edible is that the terpenes, really get to me sometimes. And I was still affected by the terpenes and the cannabinoids. Um, I got really sleepy and I had to take a nap for a while, but it was late. And when I actually tried to go to bed, um, I was kind of up and down and asleep and just a little bit all over the place. But I wasn't overwhelmingly stoned. So the olive oil was a much smoother experience than the coconut oil was. And I think it would be really important for people who might be apprehensive about using edibles um, to maybe start with olive oil. I'm still experimenting with it, but it really just seemed to be a much mellower experience all around, even for how much I took, which was a pretty big glob of reclaim. All right, so I just wanted to share that because, I mean, the emulsification, the instant emulsification still just blows my mind away. I can't wait to do it again, but I don't need to be taken that much anytime soon. Not that mix, but it'll be sooner than later for sure. All right, I'm going to heat up my honey stick. I'll be back. All right, so i have try to touch base with my breathing gain extra sense of present-mindedness. And now I am going to use a glass honey stick through my nostril as a way to better integrate cannabis into my breathing routine. Boop, 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 we interrupt this regularly scheduled safety meeting to save you from having to listen to the most boring podcast material ever published. Now, back to your regularly scheduled nose dab. Well, I have to say, it's not the most efficient way necessarily to smoke concentrate. But it is a really, really smooth way of incorporating cannabis into a more mindful, meditative practice, um, that also really cuts down on the coughing. So while nose dabs may look like drugs, and even to regular stoners who have any kind of experience with other harder, illicit drugs, it's actually a really smooth way to combine medicine into the spiritual side without jolting the respiratory system, at least to me, maybe somebody who's a little bit more used to throwing hot things into the respiratory system. Um, But it just has more, more pathway to cool down before it gets to some of the softer tissues Um, your nose, I think, is more capable of taking higher temperatures. You, you know, you get closer, uh, just, just heat, uh, weather wise. And then being around campfires, that kind of smoke. Um, I, I, I think that there is an anatomical reason behind it for sure that, it is worth some exploring because, I mean, inhalers that they have right now just aren't going to cut the spiritual experience that people need in a way that's true enough to the plant, like nose dabs and concentrate can do. Uh, speaking of, and also, I just want to say that this super glue is is fantastic. Uh, I love it. It's a great flower and it's been a great concentrate nice and mellow, relaxing. It doesn't knock me out generally, but it's a really indica version uh, from the glue family, which is um, different. Usually you get a little bit of that mind raciness and super glue is totally opposite. It's very mind calming, very body relaxing, but without being overly couch locky and super derpy unlike that mendo perps that I was smoking earlier that's just gonna put me to bed this is really good for anxiety especially with the nose dab and just slow gentle controlled inhalations they weren't natural necessarily because I wanted to be careful and you know because you know you're working. A system there, you are uh, kind of uh, sticking a finger into the machine, but really different than a joint or a cartridge pen or uh, a bong load just because you don't have to work so hard for it. So, yeah, um, with that, I'm gonna go dab my fucking brains out right now, but I have to say. I think I'm gonna. I'm thinking I'm gonna do a little meditation first before bedtime. Before I dab my brains out, I feel in a really good place to just sit and be right now. And I, and that was really the point. So thanks for thanks for experiencing that with me, you guys. If you want to experience some more of Bo, find me on the social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at the Spliff Podcast, and I'm on Twitter at Spliff Podcast. You can email me at the Spliff Podcast at gmail.com, and you can call me at 209 867 7543. Feel free to leave a message. It might sound sketchy, but it's just Google Voice. It does go to my phone. And I did have somebody call and I actually answered, but I thought they were telemarketers because it, like they call twice too fast. But they just they were like, whoa, is this is this, is this like somebody's phone? Yeah, I ain't fancy for an answering service. You guys that just goes to my phone. But I just don't normally answer my phone. But then I happened to answer my phone and I was waiting for them to say something and they were waiting for me to say something and then I just hung up. And anyway, but I got it there leave a message if I don't pick it up. If I do pick it up, be like, yo, Bo. And then I'll be like, I'll, oh my God, <gasps> this is so exciting. Okay. So um, yeah. Uh, let's see. We got the phone lines. We got the email. We got the website, the spliffpodcast.com, and all my blogs there, all the posts uh, with all the podcasts are there. I'm in iTunes and on Stitcher. Don't forget that you can rate and review it's an excellent free way to share the information and support the podcast um, by allowing other people to, to find that information. Uh, those platforms put a lot of stock into independent ratings and reviews and what people are saying about the podcast. And it helps kick them up in the algorithms when other people are searching, more people are searching, more people are finding, more people are listening. And all you had to do was take a little bit of time out of your pocket. You know, because time is money. Uh, Let's see here. If you want to support in other ways, I have my Amazon affiliate link. uh, My Amazon affiliate link that you can use to do your normal Amazon shopping. And a small portion of your purchase is Contributed towards the Spliff podcast, pay for my expenses fund. Uh, yeah, and that's been going along really nicely, you guys. I really appreciate every time I see somebody else on there using it. Uh, you can use it to sign up for their different services Audible, they have different registries that you can use. Uh, anytime you use Amazon, if you go through that link, And there's something that Amazon pays out for that you purchase on there. I get a small percentage of that and you don't have to pay anything else. However, if you just want to kick some money my way, I got a Patreon too and I got PayPal. So, you know, just hit me up. We'll make it happen. In the meantime, you guys, thank you so much. I have more exciting stuff coming up and episode 100 is so close. What am I going to do? I think I know but I don't know for sure yet, so I'm not going to share it. Token next week. I'm going to make it worth your while. I promise. Thanks for spliffing it, everybody. Ciao for now.